All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to the NRL Back 3 podcast. We just finished round two of the NRL. LJ, Squid, what a wet weekend, boys. Definitely uh, wet for all those Sydney-based games, wasn't it? Uh, However, the storm did not favour the storm on uh, Thursday night. LJ. Yeah, well, it was actually quite interesting is that uh, two things I've seen that have come from the weather now is that uh, Ivan Cleary's had to move back in with Nathan Cleary because he's not allowed to live at his house due to the flooding. And also uh, two warriors um, were caught on the side of the road changing an old lady's tyre and they turned up to training drenched. Yeah, a couple of unsung heroes. Um, you know, one of those sort of feel-good league stories that you don't necessarily hear all about. Adam Fenua, Blake and Ben Murdoch, Masilla, you're absolutely right, um, helping an elderly lady uh, with a flat tyre in the pouring rain. So, you know, good on them and it just shows that they're all not um, brutes up in the front row there. And, you know, they, they got a heart at the end of it. So that's good to hear. Big muscles, big bellies, big hearts. you got to love it. All right, boys, how good is it? We'll start off with that segment, and I'll start us off. Micah Sivo, what an absolute ripper of a game. He was running hard, defending hard, and that final try off the kick over his head, a la NFL, it was absolute superb, an absolute ripper game. And there's actually a funny story about how they recruited Micah Sivo when the Eels recruiters went over to Fiji. They actually um, were talking to a couple of their coaches and saying, oh, mate, have you got any strong defenders? And then uh, the coach basically looked at his team and said, hey, hey, Micah, come over here, mate. Uh, Micah, show this bloke how hard you can hit that tree. So he turns to Micah. Micah looks at them both and says, what tree? And then goes and smashes the tree (laughs) over. Trees on the ground, absolutely (laughs) gone. So that's the story of how he was recruited into the Eels, boys. That's actually um, how the, the term... Timber came along because all these fair gems were running at trees because, you know, before the axe tools were born, so they just run in with their shoulders. Timber! I, I do believe that uh, timber is the New Zealand word for SIVO, so we have translated it and that's where it's originated from. Boom. But speaking about SIVO, I have to jump on this bandwagon. How good was it seeing him in full flight, just scoring two tries, majestic in the 77th minute, <laughs> flying through the air like a, an aggressive locomotive with wings until he scores and that smiles there. Just loving it, but also how good is the Thursday night league? Absolutely. Two crackers in a row, eh? I was always a little bit comprehensive of which Parramatta Eels would turn up, you know, because while they've mainly been hot for the last couple of seasons, they've also led in some real dog shit games. And you never knew this early in the season which, which team you're going to get, especially after a red hot Melbourne storm from that week ahead. But um, I think it was good. It makes it makes it feel like the NRL race is a lot. There's going to be a lot more competition for it this year. It's not just maybe going to be, you know, the three or four teams that everyone's thinking to be there at the end of the year. But that no, was awesome. Yeah, it's uh, not going to stop after round two as well. Round three, we've got Panthers Storm. So Storm having their third Thursday night round. So yeah, it's going to be an absolute cracker. That could actually be the new blockbuster night. Used to be Friday. Maybe now it's Thursdays. What's interesting about that game as well is that... Uh, Nathan Cleary failed a HIA but passed the protocols in the weekend so he's technically can play he's being named I think they're playing a bit of mind games saying that they might rest him they may not play him they've put Burton on the extended bench just really doing a Melbourne to Melbourne and I I definitely think he'll be playing it is quite interesting because uh, you know the doggies have been trying to get Matt Burton because they're like mate you've got Nathan Cleary you've got Jerome Luai why do you need him why are you holding back his NRL career for another year? But this is exactly it. It's a long season. You could get injuries. Who knows? Like Matt Burden could be filling in for some um, nine or any other position that they might get an injury for. It's, so it's not just for holding back him and his career. It's about benefiting the whole entire team squad for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good point. Good point. But how about yourself, mate? How did you see the weekend? 
it was pretty pretty good. Um, how good is it for me? I think uh, Brett Morris with those six tries in two games. First time in NRL history that that's been done. Really winding back the clock and putting in some good performances. Absolutely, man. I actually heard a rumour that the New South Wales government had to revoke his pension card because uh, obviously the man's flying. His legs are actually absolutely fine. Yeah, he's running better than most 20-year-olds at this uh, day and age. Maybe it's the bionic hip replacement that he got. What's the old American bionic man? What's uh, Steve Austin. Steve Austin, there you go. Maybe we need to start calling him 316 or something. Let's oh, go. <laughs> Different Steve Austin, but you guys get the uh, you guys get the idea. Oh man. Absolutely. I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind seeing a dry celebration where you grabbed a few cans from the, the stands, smashed them together, smashed them back. Oh how good. Absolutely. Some Steve Wises get into it. Boys, uh, we all love a good character around the game, but we also love a Muppet as well. And I've actually got a Muppet of the Week. For me, this week, the Muppet of the Week is DCE, uh, the absolute Muppet. I love seeing this guy with egg all over his face. And what happened uh, about halfway through their game is he tried playing the ball over top of another player, looked like a complete <laughs> idiot. And then I think Klein was the, uh, Ashley Klein was the ref, and he just shook his head and said, nah, mate, penalty. And he's whinging like a little bitch, like he does. And I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. I love seeing DCE just look like a complete and utter idiot. It was great. What do you guys reckon? Well, he always looks stupid because he's got that long neck. So, obviously, he obviously doesn't have enough blood pumping up to the top of the head. <laughs> Struggles to get through the neck, I think. So, um, he probably just had a bit of a brain fart because he's probably got an anus up there because he needs one. Um, but, yeah, anything, anytime that DCE mucks up, I'm, I'm all for that. He looks like a Muppet, but he also looks like a baby bird as well with that long neck. <laughs> I always thought he just stretches it out. If he was an animal, he'd probably be a baby bird. <laughs> one of those ones that maybe you just let the cat take, eh? <laughs> And not save, not worry about nursing back to health. No, I don't want your fucking long neck gifts, cat. Go away. <laughs> oh, fuck. Squawk, squawk. Shut up, DCE. That's enough. You say it one more time, I'm going to send you back to Manly. He'll be starting number seven. Uh, but also, I guess while we're talking about Muppet of the Week, I thought I might uh, intercept this segment and instead of might throw down a nominee myself, Ooh. get one in before Squid does. But uh, my nominee for Muppet of the Week has to go to Chad Townsend. Ooh, ouch. Losing a game by two points, missing three kicks to lose the game. Now, really, I think it's it's because he's starting to concentrate on his hair too much. But dear God, does it look good. Feathered and deadly. I mean, that's the kind of hair you want to take out for a nice steak dinner, maybe a few sides, an entree, maybe even a cocktail or two. Take it home respectfully and then maybe cry when it never calls you again as it's probably too good for you. I mean, I have seen that here, and he must be using the verticoli made out of real whalebone and unicorn here. So, I mean, you, you can see what he's doing because SJ's not in the team at the moment. So he's like, this is a chance for me to be the best looking for a little while. And uh, I think he'll be uh, sorely surprised when SJ comes waltzing back and he's like, go back to number six because you're a six. The bad thing about Big Bad is that he actually has started up his own brewery. So I think because it was the late game, he was too busy thinking about beers. So Cronella Beer Company started up. So, um, yeah, I think Big Bad just needs to concentrate back on the game instead of the froffies in the uh, sheds because he had a shocking couple of kicks from the same place. I, I know he's a fan of the podcast. So do you reckon he's... Um using Lee's scientifically proven drinking method, but while he's actually playing. I think he was, yeah, because he wasn't completely blind, but what was that game, about 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock kickoff? So he would have had six beers. That's enough to maybe lean to the left a little bit too hard, because both kicks were identical. Rules are rules. (laughs) 
So, um, so I've actually got a Muppet of the Week as well, boys, and this isn't actually a league player. This is actually the knob that sent a threatening message to Josh Morris's social media account saying, yeah, FNC, you cost me my multi, I'm going to be waiting outside for you to have a scrap or blah, blah, blah. Like, for, for me, that's just not on. I mean, hey, we all, we all like having a punt, that's why we have uh, our TAB corner. Um, but it's just, it, it's unnecessary. Um, LJ, you want to you chime in on this one, mate? Well, I mean, I definitely understand where they're coming from i mean i drunkenly messaged paul gallon uh when the sharks got their first wooden spoon after i found out that i had to get the tattoo uh potentially might be blocked from his account haven't heard anything back yet I'm waiting for maybe a guest appearance on this um but left on scene <laughs> been left on scene for a while now um but just while we're looking at it so there's three muppet of the week nominees that we've come through and who's won it it's billy slater again he wasn't <laughs> even a nominee and somehow he's walked away with muppet of the week he's claiming players are smarter and they just play dumb so when he's saying that is they know what's happening when they're tackling so he says that they owe a duty of care to look after the opposition so he's throwing some shade at Kafusi for the elbows throwing some shade at a few of the players but he is the king of the cheap shot uh shoulder charging into head striking someone on the head on the ground the list goes on yeah so so billy slater the, the king of the cheap shot it's pretty rich for him to come out and say what he had said it's accurate, <laughs> but it probably would have had more merit coming from somebody else, I think. Mate, Billy Slater is one of the biggest grubs in the history of the NRL, so it's it's very, very cheap coming from him. Exactly. You know, someone like Mick Ennis should definitely have said that. <laughs> hey, Mick Ennis is a saint. He's a grand finalist winning number nine. Hey, uh, just something off the cuff here, boys. I don't know if you, you guys know Bloke in the Bar. He does his own podcast as well. It's uh, almost as good as this one. But he shared something, obviously having a lot more contacts with a couple of these NRL players, especially from his era. But anyway, in 2015, he messaged Jack Reed and said, Hey, mate, how's it going? Hope you're enjoying yourself. Um, love to get you on my podcast uh, blah 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 have at it and then um, he replies six years later hey lad this is my phone number honestly I'm keen as I've been flat out like a lizard drinking next week is better <laughs> it's just like mate that was six years ago I think it's past now eh <laughs> so you're saying there's still a chance PG might message me back there's still a chance I mean how, how long you got to go on that well, it was 2014 so you might need to you might need to put in a countdown on your um, on your phone there just so um, you know when, when to finally let let yourself down and have a cry because it's uh, it'll be too late. I have to message just a question mark just so it resurfaces again, just just to see if he's keen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, <laughs> all right, boys, and uh, I guess we should talk about this week's sponsor as well, um, Leopard Laces. Brought to you all the way from Rwanda using organic materials. These laces are as strong as an ox. So, boys, uh, the next time you're going to the shop and needing a pair of laces, go on down to Leopard Laces, an absolute cracker of a lace. Yeah, the one thing that I love about these laces, on the ends, the you know, the old school um, spring ones? Yeah. So not only are they perfect for tying up, but they save you from tripping over if there's any excess lace. Well, I wish you guys had talked to me about the sponsorship, because I've been rocking slip-on no laces Velcros for the last 12 years, so I might have to change it up a bit. So, so you're saying these laces work better than the Velks? Is, is that what we're claiming? The only thing that I'd say to defend uh, LJ's Velks there is... Um, beautiful and dry weather football not so much in wet weather <laughs> but anyway thanks leopard laces absolute champion appreciate the uh, the sponsorship for this week's podcast okay boys in the weekend do love to see me some shit facts uh got two for you one that's slightly been touched on brett morris has six tries currently he has outscored the cowboys 
Bulldogs, Tigers and Seagulls by himself and he's not the kicker. So currently he's outscored those four teams who have got less points than him. I don't know if that's a shit fact or just uh, proof of shit teams, to be honest. <laughs> well, this section can go shit facts or shit teams, but I can't just focus on the Tigers the whole time. I'm throwing a good team as well. Uh, Toby Rudolph has the most decoy runs uh, for the season with 22. 22 in two games. He just loves a good sprint, though. Look, look at the uh, the legs on that man. Absolutely loves it. A good old decoy run. Um, I've actually tuned into the rest mic, and you can actually hear him running for the ball, yelling out yours. <laughs> um, so he's not a very, he's not a great decoy because half the team can hear. Obviously, he's not getting tackled, but boom! Hey, it's him. Gets the miles on the on the ground, I guess. It's a theory of more meters on the field, less meters at training. So I don't know if he's quite got that right, but hey, we'll, uh, we'll allow it. He's, he's all about the GPS tracker, right? He's just, so if I do more of these runs, that, that's the meters that I care about, not the actual hard-earned meters of going up the guts of those post-contact meters. Well, boys, from shit stats to shit teams, uh, Debbie's Donuts, our minor sponsorship. The Bulldogs, they're taking away a 30-pack of Debbie's finest donuts. So, Bulldogs, congratulations. You're the second team to take out this wonderful, wonderful prize. Thanks again, Debbie. Okay, one of my favorite segments. What's got you worried as? What has got me worried after watching the Friday night game? Well, it's not that it wasn't watching the Friday night game. It was the fact that our captain didn't speak to the ref once. Um, just having our captain at the back just didn't seem to do anything. We were camped on their try line for the first 10, 15 minutes, didn't score. Any other team would have had their uh, captain or senior players just chirping away in the air. Cameron Smith would have been there. He would have talked about how they were obstructing the play, how many penalties they're slowing it down. They would have got a warning and some would have been in the bin. But just seeing him not take advantage of that or even preempt it start talking about it now so next time they're down there they give away another penalty start really putting that pressure on that something has to change it just felt like it just wasn't there i'm with you there though lj it's uh having a captain in the back of the field makes it near impossible to get into those nitty-gritty uh 50 50 calls um the one hopeful thing is that rts is off to rugby next year if i could just stop my tears for one moment and potentially I reckon Tohu Harris, because he's just signed a new extended contract, he will likely be the captain for 2022, I believe. I'd like to think that RTS is going. Um, he has done well as captain for respect of the players, but maybe co-captain. RTS can lead from the back and lead by what he's doing, and Tohu can slowly chip away. And when he gets subbed off, clearly it's Tavanga, uh, who'll be the next captain. If it's speaking of worried ass, <laughs> mate, I'm worried every time that guy makes the fucking field. Can we just... Can we just give him like a month back to rehone his skills and he's trying to be a six foot six player when he's only what six foot one six foot two maybe he thinks he's the biggest man on the field and i honestly i get like hives every time he walks on the field because i'm just stressing out i don't know what he's gonna do and it's a tackle defense because you don't know whether he's gonna do a stupid penalty or force a stupid pass and it's just you know it's coming it's it's not a matter of if it's just when and you're like fuck's sake it wouldn't matter if he's on the field for two minutes he's probably the definition of a rocks and diamonds player i'm sure he's a really nice guy off the field on the training paddock but when it translates onto the field in a game it's real rocks and diamonds and uh i'm just not sure if he's the right player for the warriors absolutely it's actually pretty bad as in new zealand we had had to listen to this awful pre-game commentary and the old boy Adam Handbrake Blair was there himself talking about how he can't wait for Tavanga to get on the field and really fire the boys up. Called him a bulldog just really 
think he said that he'll make the offense a bit nervous with his aggressive tackles. Oh, I don't know about the offense, mate, but he makes his supporters nervous. Seriously, from the outside, we're not seeing something that the players on the field are seeing because, yeah, I reckon I've, I've heard more uh, supporters worry about Tavaga being on the field than actually in support of him. So, yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, I'll tell you what's what got me worried as at the moment is um, CHT out for 12 weeks they're expecting. He is supposed to be the future of our club, especially in the halves. So for him to be out this early for 12 weeks, it's uh, probably not a good sign for him. Well, at least for himself. But it does give uh, one of these other two young halves an opportunity uh, to maybe squeeze in some game time. Yeah, best of luck to CHT, or as I like to call him, Chit, so that every time he has a shit game, we can say shit. Um, but yeah, best of luck to him. I hope his recovery is quick because we do need him back on the field. Good luck to your chit. Even when he does when he does something good on the field, it's good chit. Yeah, good chit. Do you think he fractures foot putting out one of those monster bombs of his in the weekend? Could be, man. Could be. It was a hairline fracture, so those kicks are pretty high. So I reckon that's probably exactly what happened. He's just his feet were too powerful and his leg almost went through the ball. I was actually I was talking to him um, in the middle of the week and because he listened to that, uh, that that podcast there and he wasn't too happy. He was like, oh, you know, that coach Coach didn't really uh, appreciate my kicks, so he just goes to his, oh, I'm going to try my very best, try and get some big kicks in there. And then he's obviously just gone and tried too hard, and um, yeah, he's done himself some damage. Rumours are that those laces are a bit too aggressive for him. Uh, so he mistimed the ball and hit the laces. Not these Rwandan laces like we have, but the ones that are in the NRL ball and gone, 12 weeks. There you go. So that's a potential missed opportunity for the Warriors. But speaking of missed opportunities, I've got a missed opportunity from the NRL or more so the broadcasters on the weekend. Um, who in the in the podcast here loves a good ref being knocked over? Oh, Mate, me. Absolutely. Well, during one of the games over the weekend, I, th- I think it was the end of the Sharks game. I could be wrong. But uh, one of the refs tumbled over and the commentators highlighted this out. But the cameras didn't pick it up. So it was an absolute missed opportunity by the cameraman. I, I couldn't believe my ears because that's probably better than any try that Brett Morris has scored all season. So complete missed opportunity for me. Very disappointed. It's... Uh... I have to say that the, I think it's the, the best one was when um, not only did the ref trip over, this is you know, going back a few years, when um, the ref tripped over and then when he tried to get up, I think it was Tony Carroll was running backwards or running forwards and it just ended up sconing him <laughs> right in the head. And then he had to go off for an HIA. <laughs> and then now I'd like to throw you over to a brand new section hosted by Coach, also known as Tiger Talk. Coach. Uh, yes, LJ. This, uh, this is one that the listeners have been screaming out for. Uh, Tiger Talk, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to spend, uh, allocate a bit of time to talk about the Tigers for the week. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Moving right along. <laughs> uh, true or false, guys? Um, Peter Sterling wrote an article this week that Tino is a better signing than David Fafita, even though there is about $600,000 difference in between paychecks. What are your guys' thoughts on that one? True or false? Too early to tell, man. Too early to tell. Uh, based on value, probably, yeah, for sure, Tino. Um, based on uh, long-term benefit to the Titans, they're both up there neck and neck. Both are showcasing some f- brilliant form on the field. Um, I didn't realize last week Fafida actually was injured or was in hospital, I should say. But, uh, yeah, both had a stellar game. Uh, I guess time will tell, man. Yeah, well, it's actually quite interesting that Sterlo threw that out. Uh because we personally chatted about this earlier in the week and when he slid in my DMs, but he's saying that he thinks Tino could actually be the future captain of the Titans, and that's where he's saying the value differs, that Fafita is just 
key player but Tino's really got that captaincy which you've got to wonder is it the years of being at the Melbourne Storm is that what they're really saying the training that is there he only really got one season in the NRL for switching over to the Titans but you got to think that there's great stock over there and everyone seems to be annoyingly good Potentially. I heard uh, Gordon Tallis said the same things as well, said that he's a really, really strong-minded person. So yeah, it could be that time at the Storm under Bellamy. Nice head on his shoulders. Squid? Well, LJ, I am very surprised with that response. I honestly thought you were going to say, I don't give a shit, it's the fucking Titans. (laughs) But, I mean, hey, if you've got some input there, that's great. (laughs) Okay, guys, now it's time for Ladder Talk. Ladder Talk. All right, everyone's favorite segment, uh, Ladder Talk. So this week, we're going to start talking about top surprises. So I want to talk about firstly about the top surprises in the undefeated section and then the top surprises in the unwinnables. Now, I'm going to say, there's a, there's a thing, there's about five teams in each. I was going to say that Newcastle would be my top surprise at being as the undefeated. But when you actually look at their schedule, you would kind of you'd expect that they should have at least won one and probably two. But I'd have to say Parramatta is in there. I do think they will be in the top eight and potentially the top four at the end of the season. But after round one, down 16-0 at halftime. Had to turn it round to pour on 24 unanswered points. But round two, taking on the storm and wet weather footy. Parramatta are not traditionally good at this wet weather sort of stuff. They usually actually choke, to be honest. Besides, if it wasn't for Sevo and doing his Bankwest glory, potentially could have been them outside the top four, maybe outside the eight. Yeah, I completely agree. I would have said Knights there. But then, yeah, very much the Eels being in the top eight and almost the surprise that the Storm are not usually strong starters. So, yeah, very much a surprise. Yeah, and then uh, I'd have to say sort of the opposite of that with the Warriors. Having the loss on the weekend, we are still in the eight. So that's um, faintly keeping the hopes alive. Uh, even though it's only after two rounds. I think this could be the first year that the Warriors have been above the storm on the ladder for about the last decade, so I'll take it. Call the season now. Yeah. Bring on COVID lockdown level four. That's it. We're done. Please don't. Please don't. While we're speaking about COVID and things that are just plain shit, let's look at the unwinnables so far. So there's a, I think there's four or five teams who are yet to get a win. Five teams, five teams. Yeah, and um, I'm actually going to throw out the North Queens and Cowboys. Interesting that um, they were always going to lose round one, but Todd Payton is coach. He does actually have some quality players in JT, Holmes, Morgan's back. But just watching how he turned the Warriors around, there were big things expected of him. But I guess the reason also is they lost to the Dragons. And do you know what they did? They didn't just lose to the Dragons. They put Ben Hunt into form. Like, <laughs> Jesus, you must be having a cracker of a season. If you can put Ben Hunt into form, he didn't drop it once. He ran and took the line on, scored the winning try. It's usually Sean Johnson's go to put teams into form. So, yeah, very much a surprise with that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at these five teams that haven't had a win. And, um, yeah, surpri- surprised that the Dragons aren't in there as well. Somehow, even though they played against the Cowboys. But there should, there should probably be six teams with no wins there. <laughs> and also the Seagulls in dead last place. That's a bit of a surprise as well. But fuck it. Let's keep them at the bottom of the table, I reckon, boys. Yeah, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so we'll go on to move on to one of our other segments. Uh, there's a... There's always some games to watch in the weekend, but there's also some uh, games that you may as well just save your time against. We've sort of touched on that uh, Thursday night blockbuster with the Penrith Panthers versus the Storm. The other one for me is actually uh, the following night, the last game, South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Sydney Roosters. So Sydney Roosters sitting at the top of the table against the preseason favourites. So I think that should be a cracker of a game. I'd have to agree with you on that one. I do believe those are two of the keyest games. The thing that's really going to fire that game up is that they've come out saying Latrell Mitchell's better than Teddy. Ah, so 
very cool to throw out that two origin players obviously one fighting for center one playing for fullback but this could be believe it or not the first punch thrown of the season Ooh. but obviously looking at the next one you forgot about the saturday night blockbuster the eels versus the sharks I was actually going to chip in there and say that the highlight of my week every every week is um, trying to hear LJ justify how the Sharks are going to win. He tried doing it on the weekend just gone, <laughs> and I'd love I'm, – I'm hanging out to hear how he thinks the Sharks are going to beat the Eels this weekend. So uh, looking forward to that, LJ. Okay, so, well, first of all, we put a standoff at our centres. That's going to work well. But I think we can just do it against the Eels. But do you know how I'm going to support them? By working out the games not to watch. So first of all, don't bother with Sunday. 8 o'clock Cowboys vs Titans maybe spend some time with your significant other or maybe just spend some time with the PlayStation one talks back one doesn't so maybe maybe go PlayStation and then I guess what's really good about Saturday is you start off with the Warriors Canberra but then you've got some decent drinking time in between it's almost like there isn't a game because uh, it's the Brisbane vs Bulldogs in between so you can get a few drinks deep nice and early I might even do a drink for each point so might it be on like two drinks by the time we go into the Sharks Eels game yeah um, the unfortunate thing about this game it just gets one of them off those uh, donut zero wins, the old 0-2s, which is very sad because they're both shit, but it is what it is. <laughs> you got to love a battle of the bottom of the table. But hey, hey, boys, we actually got some fan mail this week, which is pretty exciting. Um, we opened up our emails a couple of weeks ago, and you guys have been coming in hot. So this email came from one Gary M, and he says, Hey, guys. Big fan, I have a question. With all these amazing rule changes each year, making the game great again, what is one rule change that you boys would like to see come in? So, what do you guys reckon? Um, So this is one that actually LJ and I have spoken about quite a lot in recent years. Um, When an incident gets put on report, it doesn't actually benefit the opposition team. There needs to be something that would instantly benefit the incident that's happened, i.e. like maybe a two-minute sinbinning, something like that. LJ, have I got that correct? Is that is that sort of what we're what we're thinking? Yeah, I'd actually forgotten we talked about this. It might have been on one of my blackout game days. Uh, potentially, maybe about seven o'clock, so seven beers down before the game starts. But I definitely agree. There's no point putting anyone on report. You need a two-minute simbin. If you're too scared to throw them off for 10, it needs to be something. Potentially five. Yeah, I reckon five, man. Five is such a comfortable number. Two minutes is too little because you basically get off the field and come back on again. But five minutes is enough to get in maybe probably two to four plays depending on how much repeat sets you can get. But it's it's enough time to turn the momentum around. Um, whereas 10 minutes can be a bit too long. And yeah, being on report, it's not doing anything to the uh, attacking player or the attacking uh, the team that's getting the penalty. I'd also like to throw something a bit more controversial on top of that rule as well, that if you take out a player with a dirty play, um, they then lose a player. So they suddenly down a man for something that they can, can't control, that they should actually lose a man themselves. Um, so suddenly they get down to 16. Maybe it's not that same player. Maybe they lose it off the bench or just something that it's that 18th man can be pulled into the 17 just to even it out. When you start playing this fast footy, the players are getting injured, players are getting tired. If you lose a key play, you don't always have a backup. We've, we've seen a few points um, being added as well, obviously with the 40 meter dropout, you know, get a bonus point. Um, in the nines, you got the bonus area underneath the post, but I reckon they should add at least one or two points to any player who goes across the line in a Superman position, eh? the old old school Superman position. The old stead and right out front above the head, just just the old swan dive. What do you guys reckon? An extra bonus point the or old two? Sterling Mook, like dislocated shoulder dive. Oh, oh, that one. I reckon they should add a few points. Isn't that something that they do in the uh, the All Stars game? If you do a try celebration, you get uh, 
Is it a, is it a bonus point if you do that? Oh no, sorry. That was something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, I think it was like a charity thing. Actually, it was like money towards charity. So ignore that. Oh, anyway, thanks Gary M for the question. Uh, of course, the NRL back three at gmail.com if anyone wants to send us a, uh, a question or two or as we've mentioned earlier no Ruan Sims picks yet so I'm a little bit disappointed the inbox is uh, empty on that front but um, be sure to check our Instagram account as well we'll be, um, we'll be there sure to upload any Ruan Sims picks there too so the NRL back three at gmail.com or the NRL back three on Instagram now time boys oh this is the best time of the show there's quite a few best times seems to be whenever I lead one off uh, but so the best time is talking about going to the tabla, the old TAB itself. First of all, I've got some hate to throw uh, to Nelson Asifa Solomono or Nas or Big Nasty. So for Solomona. He actually cost me, I think it was $270 or 410 something along those lines of, I had him down to score a try. And we had talked about him just being off a short ball, running at the line and scoring. And he got held up. Uh, then he was then off the field for the next 30 minutes and didn't do anything else and I don't even touch the ball by the try line so I should have gone with who I wanted to I had Sivo down changed at the last minute so got to start second get stop second guessing myself but what we do have is we do have the anytime try scorer $30 deal back again so this Thursday now I know you've heard this before but the Fox the Fox <laughs> is due third Thursday in a row surely he's getting a meat pie when was the last time he went three games without scoring eh exactly and then if you want another one for the Panthers little live wire to I think he potentially might be on the same wing as the Fox so I feel like no one's going to play defense down that side of the field and then my little smoky that I like to throw in there is we've got the barnstorming Velami Kikau he's an insane form at the moment I can just see him really putting his palm right into Pappenhausen's face and just screwing a meat pie maybe even carrying him around the field just as a trophy. Coach, you've been so close with your uh, TAB corner this year. Who's your late night smoky for Thursday night? Well, my uh, live wire of the week is Momoroski. Uh, in the centres there, I, re- I reckon he's going to cross the line first. So put all your money on there. If you if you lost uh, thirty bucks from Adokar two weeks in a row, chuck ninety bucks on Momoroski. <laughs> put your house down, guys, because this week it's definitely a guarantee. I'm going to make a call this week, and I reckon. Um, Nelson Asafa-Solomon has got a score this week. <laughs> if, if, Nelson, if Nelson scores this week, the segment's getting passed over to Squid or Mr. Squid so he can t- call out to his little squidlets and let them know what to do. Nice if you're listening. If you fucking score, I swear to God. <laughs> Just don't uh, slip into his DMs if you get disappointed and he doesn't come through, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, anyway, fellas, uh, that's going to bring us to an end of this week's podcast. Thank you, Squid. Thank you, LJ. And I've, of course, been Kosh. But thank you to all the viewers. Any last words, boys? I've actually got some really sad news, actually. So it's not how I like to end a podcast. But um, unfortunately, guys, um, this week, Jared Croker's back on the field. So it's just sad times. Hang on. Let me go grab my my party poppers. (laughs) It's fireworks in the background, boys. Jared Croker. Let's hear Squid's complaints next week. You hear this? I've already got, got papers. You know what? Ready. I'm going to put him on first-time try scorer in the Canberra Warriors game now since he's back. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, thank you for another great podcast. And thank you for listening out there. Uh, we'll catch you here next week on the NRL Back 3 Podcast. <laughs>